talking about them good old days songs, movies, radio plays Conjuring up the old-time ways in Dad's Attic Hello again! Hello, hello! Here we go again. Hello, Willa. Hi, how's it going today? Not bad. Good. Pretty good. Great. Um, have you enjoyed our, your time since the last time we yeah. met? Good. Can't think of any more jokes. <laughs> well, yet, I, <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope. Yeah. Um, we got a couple little things to talk about today. Yeah. Um, one is a, a song that I'm going to gripe about. Oh, yeah, right. I always enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, before we keep going, I want to... Something we mentioned last time, uh, that, that rumor about Mr. Rogers. Oh, yes. I, re- I looked it up a little bit. Oh, good. And it's all a hoax. <laughs> so you were right. I'm so glad you said something because uh, I don't want to keep spreading misinformation. That was that a show. big thing for a while. Yeah. Mr. Rogers. Is... He didn't even serve in the military. This article oh. said he didn't serve in the armed forces, but he did serve his country by serving the young children on oh, public God. television. It's like, oh, okay. So he wasn't full of... No. Tattoos. And he just liked the. They said that he just thought that cardigans were comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you know firsthand because you wrote to him. I did. When you were little. Yep. Yes. I had a big crush on him. Well, and I remember. I think I advised you if you're going to write to somebody famous, ask a question. Mm-hmm. Don't just tell them I you're my favorite. Women. Right. They don't. What can they say to that? Yeah. But if you ask them a question, then you have a good chance of getting an answer, mm-hmm. and you did. First of all. <laughs> We went to the library. This was back in the days of no email, but right. but you know, paper letters that you wrote through the post yep. office. And we went to the library, got his address from some big Bible of famous people's addresses yes. or something. And I must have put my finger across incorrectly because we sent the letter to Mister Fred Rogers and to an address in California. And the, I don't know how many weeks later, the letter came back from. Roy Rogers <laughs> saying you sent this to the wrong address but it has this How nice cool is that? this nice letterhead we still yeah. have it somewhere yeah Roy Rogers so somebody at Roy Rogers yeah. <laughs> so let me try it again Wait, and... I like Roy Rogers too what the heck <laughs> we we um, got a letter back though from Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. you asked him I asked him why does he always go all the way up to the top when he zipped and then halfway back down and he had a good answer there's a microphone there, yep. which I think was probably not true. Because uh-huh. later in life, I watched, and I was like, well, he's singing while he zips it up. You would hear it. <laughs> you would hear the zipper. You know, yeah. it was just for... Uh, I don't know. I'm glad he gave me an answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did you look up Bob Keeshan, too? No. Captain King. No, I didn't look up... I, I think maybe he up. did serve. I don't know. He was he was Clarabelle the Clown on the Howdy Doody show before oh. he was Captain Kangaroo. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, uh, he was, but I think he was, you know, older than he may have been as a young, young man. He may have been in the yeah. World War Two or something. I don't know. We'll find out sometime. I have this memory of uh, a time during COVID when I saw you and you had, you had his <laughs> eyebrows and hair. For a second, because it got kind of out of control. Oh, I remember telling you you looked just bad. like Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> See, I thought I looked like Mo Howard when I did that. Yeah, the Captain Kangaroo was similar hair. He's got that those eyebrows that go flare up on the each side. <laughs> I'm surprised you know anything about Captain Kangaroo. What? How can you be surprised? You you because that show was not popular when you, you were little. 
showed it to us as oh, kids all the time, okay. Dad. <laughs> How could you ever say that? That was one of I our biggest things we watched, along with Bozo the Clown. Oh, why would either, why would we? Old thing yeah. You, yeah, you shouldn't know. <laughs> I'm surprised you know. That's like saying I'm surprised you know who Jack Benny is. You fed it, force fed it to us. I don't remember showing you. Really? Cat the kangaroo. Oh, we watched it all the time. But I do remember when I gave myself a haircut during COVID. <laughs> um, I was looking like Larry Fine, and I thought this is I got to do something, so I cut my hair, and I ended up looking like Mo Howard. <laughs> and some friend of mine said, "Well, at least you don't look like Curly." And I said, yeah. "Not yet. If I keep trying to cut my hair, I'll be down for nothing." <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so, all right. Yeah. Oh, I have a little something to tell you. Um, I don't know. This is just a tidbit I th- I thought was amusing. Um, I was looking at some photo of Frank Sinatra for some reason. I don't know why. I think I was listening to his music. <laughs> I and don't I, know why. Sometimes I like to look at photos okay. while I listen. So yes. I, I really, I don't, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing to do. <laughs> so I was browsing through and there's this one photo of him that had a caption underneath it that said, um, Sinatra would have hated Trump. Oh. And I had it, had to read that article. It was kind of satisfying. Well. <laughs> because Trump kept using his music in all of his oh, campaigns. Oh, I see. And then Bo- then Mia Farrow commented on, on Twitter oh. and said, Frank would have hated this. And huh. then Nancy Sinatra chimed in and said, she's right. He would have. Wow. <laughs> so I was kind of proud of that. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. he I was kind of all over the place. He was. He, he supported was. Kennedy. Then he supported Nixon. But that was Nixon. all personal stuff, though. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. so much. I don't think it necessarily reflected his political, like his, I think, first of all, I think as you get older, you just become more conservative. Yeah. I think that's just natural. But I think it just seems to me, I don't know. Um, but at that way, I, re- I researched that whole thing once and it, I learned that Kennedy was really miffed. No, he, Sinatra was really miffed by Kennedy because he, during one of the campaigns, had this whole space prepared for Kennedy to come stay at his house. They were good friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, something happened where Kennedy blew him off. And f- from that point, he oh. was really hurt. Yeah, and so, I know. But then he, I don't know, who knows what his deal was. Yeah. But I just thought that was kind of sad. But a lot of those guys did kind of, you know, they were famous and they they were more friends than exactly. political right. allies you know yeah yeah i don't know if that so. his because i mean his mother was the lead of the democratic party dolly Sinatra. she was yeah. yeah yeah she was a big head honcho uh-huh. back in the day yeah at least in that in their neighborhood or whatever and so. when he was young he did do some things that were pretty liberal mm-hmm. you know? so. i don't think it always means you're th- you're this or you're that yeah. you know you got he's got all kinds of stuff going on so sure how are we to say? Why should we even know these details about his life? Yeah, <laughs> but yep. I liked that. That made me feel a little good to to see both of these these women who had been in his life <laughs> really slam Trump yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, um, so. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, and it's kind of kind of late news too. Who cares at this point? But right. it's still satisfying to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like that too. And I'm going to bring up something old here. Okay. That I found in the Milwaukee newspaper, the Journal Sentinel, there was a writer named John Gerda who did a lot of Milwaukee history over the years, and some time ago he wrote his final column. Uh, He's kind of retiring from that task. He does okay. other things. He writes books and things. But um, very knowledgeable, and I, I think he's a really good writer. And he was writing his good goodbye article here, and this is quite old now, probably close to a year old. And... Um, 
but I found it the other day because I kept it as I was so amused by it. <laughs> he said, this is kind of pertinent to what we do here, he said that he was talking about the, the positives and the negatives of growing old. And uh, there were some positives, of course, and there were some things, you know, just aging and yeah. getting sore and all that kind of stuff he was talking about. But then he said, there are mounting deficits on the social side of the ledger as well. Mm. He must have detailed a few good ones first. Old people get to witness ourselves going rapidly out of style, <laughs> losing more and more cultural literacy every day. I couldn't tell a meme from a trope if one hit if one bit me. And the celebrities in quotation marks the celebrities trotted out on the late night talk shows are as unrecognizable to me as Andy Devine and Shirley Booth would be to my children. Oh, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he picks those two yeah. out of all of them. I thought, why would he That's pick those funny. two? But it's so it is funny. <laughs> and he said current music, musical genres from hip-hop to K-pop seem just as alien. And then he says one more thing that I thought was funny. Um, younger people question how someone so old and removed from the action could have anything useful to say. <laughs> and I feel that way sometimes. But my response, I don't know what he thinks at the end, but my response is the hell with him. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Um, I'm you know, at least going to think these things when they right. come up. You know, I may, I may not say it in right. the company of someone real young, something yeah. about Andy Devine or right, Shirley right. Booth, but yeah. Totally. They yeah. should know. They should know. I think that that ties in really well to what I was just talking about with Sinatra, though. Because uh-huh. I, think, I think, to be perfectly honest, I feel that as I get a little older, certain things that I... I, sometimes I'll be discussing things with friends or family, and I'm like, oh, this is weird because a few years ago I wouldn't have felt this way but i feel like i get a little bit more stodgy (laughs) even though i don't i certainly don't want to be but you just start to kind of well yeah maybe that doesn't i don't know if i agree with that so whatever the thing is (laughs) out the new thing is it's kind of hard to roll with it but you know what one of my, my coworkers said to me recently something like when whatever is the norm when you're born you just you just take it for that, that that's normal that's yeah. it and then from ages like 8 to 15 or something like that maybe 8 to 20 everything that's comes up that's new is amazing and like the uh. way and then from that point on from 20 on or 25 on or whatever the i forgot what her her mm-hmm. specific numbers were it's all scary <laughs> oh interesting if you think about it in those terms that makes me realize why older people say things like back in my day because uh-huh. because they're remembering things that just aren't even there anymore yeah. that's what scares me about things like people forgetting these old things or that we're trying cut, to keep alive yeah, yeah or you know developing spaces because people just won't remember that it was ever anything but a parking lot yeah and so then they they aren't attached to it mm-hmm. so there is something about listening to those old vo- older voices pleading with you to not forget because mm-hmm. there's wisdom there you know you're gonna you're gonna end up in a world where you won't remember how it ever was any different and you'll think well having plastic bags in the ocean is totally normal yeah. that's fine you know Sheesh. you see what i mean 
Yeah, I thought you were going to go somewhere a little different with mm. when you're real little, you just accept what you got. And then when you get a little older, you want to believe what the herd, your yeah. own age, yeah. believes. And then you get to be 20 and you start thinking, well, you know, true. I, I'm looking at my own stuff here. What, what do I I think I that's want? probably true, too. Yeah. yeah. I feel like right now I finally am at a point where I, find, I, I unlearned a lot of the negative stuff that I taught myself in middle school and high school. It's mm. only now I feel free of that, finally. It's nice. It feels very comfortable at this point, but there are a lot of weird things that I told myself were normal. <laughs> I think everyone else, too, you just kind of thought it was normal to, to treat yourself a well, certain way. Well, you learned, too. You learned to be a little careful blurting out facts about Jack <laughs> Benny know. when you're with your friends. You know, just, know. It's kind of like, I've, I'm still doing that. I'm, I know. I'm 66 now, and I got together with four of my high school buddies last week in Green Bay and we got together for lunch and we're talking about old memories and things and honestly there are times when well each one of us will bring up something that the others don't remember but mm-hmm. I, I think I do it too much <laughs> with little piddly things yeah. and they tease me like why would you remember that you know <laughs> and the, the one that that I remember the most I was kind of embarrassed a little eh, proud maybe embarrassed maybe I'm not sure which mm. but one of my friends said, isn't it amazing that I can still remember all my neighbors' names when I was a kid, and now I live in a different city, and it's now, not 50 yeah. years ago, but now I don't know very many wow. of my neighbors at all, you know? And then I interjected with, I can remember all the dogs' names in my neighborhood. <laughs> and they thought that was so goofy, and I was like, they were like, wow. I, I was almost kind of embarrassed to it that I had yeah. said that, but... Like, well, how could I not remember those dogs' names? You know, why why That's interesting. would I forget them? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I remember there was a dog named Bertha down the alley. I don't remember the humans who owned that dog. <laughs> so I know more of the dogs' names than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. You shouldn't be ashamed of something that no. you remember that's, no. what, that's what i think but not everybody <laughs> but feels you know that what way. i'll say <laughs> is in regards to all this old stuff and we're a little off topic here and i don't have my oh yeah party. yeah we <laughs> are <laughs> there you go um wait a minute where's that whistle i don't know oh. well you get the point we've gotten so good at that we I haven't know. needed it I so, know. yeah we need it but now. i'll say that it, i feel like there's this from personally i don't know if you feel this but i I feel really good right now. I think maybe part of it is doing this show with you has kind of um, calmed me down a little bit Mm. when it comes to this feeling of urgency to remember all this and consume it and make sure it doesn't get forgotten and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel more calm and peaceful about it and more okay with just enjoying it because I enjoy it. I don't have to go and um, espouse it to someone else and tell them, what you don't know this yeah. or like get feel like woe is me i'm all alone the only person who i can talk to is my dad you know because i mean someday you'll have no one to talk yeah, about yeah. adam my husband has joked at me before that when i'm 90 something years old i might be the the brain of old time radio i think uh, that all the I, time I mean, willa it's kind of a weird <laughs> thought because i don't know that much about it but that could be the case yeah and i won't have anyone else to chat about it with I'll just have to enjoy it because I enjoy it. Uh-huh. And that's going to have to be enough. I used to want to convince other people, this mm-hmm. is funny. Come on, listen to this with right. me. Including your mother. Work. It doesn't you know, work no, to force somebody no. into it. Yeah. They have to enjoy it on their own. I feel like you and I both have 
shared many things, but then I myself have deviated from some of the things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've got a different, slightly different era that I'm interested in than you. It's kind of interesting how that mm-hmm. ebbs and flows. But anyway, we're we're off topic again. Yep. But let's move to a topic. Yes, that you want I to want to tell you about little little Richard today. Okay. Um, man, I'm just loving his music lately. It, hmm. It's very summery to me. It's uh. so fun. How can you not <laughs> smile when you listen to that stuff? Hmm. It's bop, bop, a loo, bop, a beep, bop, boop, or whatever he says. <laughs> it's like, who he comes up with that? He uh, influenced a lot of people. Lots of people, yeah. yes. What I was learning is that, you know, he didn't invent rock and roll, but he certainly changed it immensely. He used what was there already, these roots that were happening, and he applied it himself. So I learned that his early life, you know, he was, I think he was from Georgia. I didn't write that down. Hmm. But he had issues with his parents growing up. His dad was a bootlegger, and he disagreed with how what he was doing. So he left home at a young age and ended up getting taken in by some white family somewhere along the way, and they hmm. helped him out throughout his teenage years. Um, and he, he was working for a Greyhound bus line, but still was making music during that time. And he was very... I never knew anything about I him. I know. He's an hmm. interesting guy. He's... It's, it's a... It's a somewhat unsatisfying story a little at the end. I, not not that. I'll, t- I'll get to it. Okay. Um, while he was there, he sent in a recording to this producer. He contacted this producer who was Fats Domino's producer. And just to try it out. Those two go together a little uh, yeah. bit. Yeah. Huh. You'll be surprised to hear all the different connections here. Well, Pat Boone is what? a connection to both of them. How? Well, I don't know this. A white guy who took these guys songs and made oh, hits out of them. Not know? that they, not that they were working I don't, together. No, oh, I just I just think I that they both got ripped off by oh, yeah. Pat Boone yeah. and probably other white yeah. acceptable yeah. singers, you know, who But clearly made we, hits. All, we all know of these two they they're also mega famous. It's not yeah, like they were yeah. stolen and forgotten, you know. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um so anyway, he contacted that producer well, we and the producer snapped him up right away and said, "Come on over. Let's let's see what you can do. We'll have you record with the backup band in the background of Fats Domino." Hmm. And so they were, he was off recording with them and there was a lull in but the But they both played the piano primarily. Yeah, but I I don't know. I, I didn't he, I didn't hear the okay. specifics on that. Okay. So he was recording with, he was in the studio, maybe just to test out his abilities or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure. Um, he's in the studio and there was a lull in the action and he started singing Tutti Frutti <laughs> and it got recorded and then it, the everything Which changed. is a kind of a filthy song, right? <laughs> is it? It's the references are, yeah, it's, it's kind of a code I haven't code listened to for, it that closely, but well, yeah. a lot of those were, weren't they? I mean, I think so, yeah. Many things. Yeah. Many of the songs we've covered... And yet, the one that you don't like is the is that. What was the one you re- recently slammed? Wait, what was it again? It was like the George Washington band or whatever the heck was that? Oh, the, the Gary Puckett and the Union yeah. band. Yeah, the George Washington <laughs> band. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, that know. was the one that got. They're so inappropriate. <laughs> Literally every other song we've ever covered <laughs> that Dad likes. There was that just that main writer had that one track mind I know. on that on that one. Yeah, but think if we've covered the coasters, all of those were <laughs> bad, naughty. Come on, Spike Jones, naughty. Varied though, varied. Yeah. So what you have a problem with is not the content necessarily. It's just the the one hit wonder kind of 
stagnant yeah, topic. Same topic, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to the real deal here. So, and then he, right after Tutti Fruity, he also came out with Long Tall Sally. And it was just, I mean, he became an instant sensation. Um, he said that, you know, rock before he came along was considered this macho kind of thing. Oh. And he said, um, quote, if Elvis is known as the king of rock and roll, then I'm the queen. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was so cool. Yeah, he added this element to, to it that was so fun and this big hair and the caked on makeup. Yes. And just a big performer. He influenced, um, Prince heavily. I mean, uh, think about that. Yeah. Elvis did recordings of his. Um, Bob Dylan said his in his high school yearbook he wrote, "My goal is to join Little Richard." Wow! And imagine that. Wow! <laughs> and of course, the Beatles recorded yeah. "Long Tall Sally" and other songs by them. Right, imitating him. Yep. Yeah. Paul said that that was the first song he ever performed live was "Long Tall Sally." Wow! How cool! Paul is that? did a good job of of those. Mm-hmm. That type of singing, yeah. Yeah. Little Richard. How do you style. feel about that now? I want to pause this for a second since you're talking about white musicians taking over. Oh. That's something that we seem to not care, care as much about for some well, reason. Well, they didn't make hits. It, se- it mm. seemed like Pat Boone and others usurped right. the, the, the fame that they were, those guys right. were about to have. You know? Yes. I whereas, don't know everything about this Beatles, either. Beatles, it seemed like they really re- super respected them yeah. and were doing it more out of the... Much different, yeah. Yeah. I think this is my now. I don't have, I didn't research this, but it seems to me Fats Domino first had songs like Blueberry Hill and mm-hmm. then they would, get, would climb the charts, but in the, like mm-hmm. the, the race records or right. whatever. And then Pat Boone came along and made it and they got a big hit yeah. and he got all his fame, you know. Yeah. And he was just doing this guy's song yeah. without very much uh, variation to right. it. Right. It's not like know. he was coming up with anything new to somebody share. somebody acceptable yeah. singing it oh we can buy that one yeah. it's so stupid this is really this was really cool to me i don't know if you knew about this already but one of his early bands starting off consisted of james brown before he got famous really a 14 year old billy preston really and Jimi hendrix of all wow. people i know i didn't know isn't that, that amazing to wow, think about imagine it seems that. like he came in this time right after rock and roll was established just started yeah so it wasn't like he was he was sort of in the middle to span two generations almost because those names are from a little later yeah. on you know and yeah. he was he was not as old as i wonder how old know. hendrix was i don't know i didn't i didn't hear that but hmm. it was just amazing i saw photos when i was researching this of billy preston he looks like this little kid he is a little <laughs> kid playing there with him you know 14 years old it's amazing geez. um he did a great job of bringing races together that, you know, at that time you'd go to shows and they'd be still segregated, but by the end of his shows, people started off separated, and by the end they were just completely oh. mixed up. They oh. didn't care anymore because sure. he, he did that for them, you know? Oh. Made them feel comfortable. That was a, I think that was probably one of the biggest things he had done culturally. Um, he may not have, have invented rock and roll, but that was his mm-hmm. biggest uh, contribution. Um, then, then this is where things kind of got a little different, though. Maybe you don't, you don't know about this. Things slid off the track a little bit for him. It was weird. He, I feel like he couldn't religion. He got he yeah. Religion. He couldn't yeah. Um, stick with. He couldn't. It seemed like he couldn't feel comfortable really with who he was, because you know he would be openly telling people, "I'm omnisexual" or "I'm bisexual" or "gay," and mm-hmm. clearly he's very flamboyant. 
it's not like it was a secret, but then he'd have this side of him that was wouldn't let him just be that. So the, he was at the height of his career. In September of 57, he was on a trip to Australia to perform. He was exhausted, and he had money issues with the IRS. Um, he had signed what year a bad... was this? 57. He signed, signed a bad contract oh. where... He would he would only get half a cent for every record sold. So many of them did Isn't that. Isn't awful? Oh. It's just sad, you know. And he's Richard trying to. Richard Penniman was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me so sad to think he had to deal with that. So yeah. he's he's performing another show to make the money because he's got to. And this is pretty interesting. I didn't know this. While he was doing this show, and I think it was Sydney, um, Russia sent Sputnik off. Oh. And he could see it in the sky above his eye, above him. And right in the middle of the show, he had this epiphany. I don't belong here. I'm done. I don't want to perform anymore. That early in his career? Yes. 1957. 1957. He had risen to the top. Wow. And he was done. And he went back to God. He didn't want to do it anymore. So then for a while, a couple of years, he was a traveling evangelist doing gospel songs and stuff. Hmm. He got married. So it's, I mean, he's trying to not live this. To a woman? Yep. Hmm. Trying not to live this life that he's been doing for so long. Then, a few years later, 1962, he's back on the stage again, mm-hmm. performing in Vegas and um, England and Germany, France, selling out shows um, huh. in, when he was overseas. I was wrong, not Vegas, just England, Germany, and France. And when he was over there, Bands like the Beatles and the Stones were opening for him before they got ah, famous. So that I think about again, he's bridging this yeah. mix between these two worlds. It's a little bit. Uh, he's p- kind of part of the early rock, hmm. kind of part of the later rock, yeah. as it develops. Um, then, yeah, then then he went back and was doing sold out shows in Vegas and places like that, hmm. and got way heavy into alcohol and cocaine, hmm. and had another epiphany moment. Oh. Back to religion again. Because he lived a long life. I'm cutting to... Yeah. I want to jump to that. Right. I want to just verify that. Yes. He was a... In 1977, he decided to go back to God. He was a Bible salesman for a while. Jeez. Then, he was kind of off the record for a while. Then he went, in 1984, back to this performance thing again. (laughs) I mean, it's like he couldn't Why can't you do both? I know. He was a... He put a biography out, and he was back in the public eye again at that point, doing shows making public appearances on TV, movies. You know, he was really mm. present and still with the hair and the movies makeup too. and the whole thing. Yep. Mm. Um, and then finally his health started to decline. In 2013, he retired officially. He had a mm. few, and the few of the shows at the end were rough for him. He had to come out with canes and things. Oh. Um, and he died at age 87 from a complication with bone cancer in wow. 2020. Oh, so only a few old. years ago. I mean, that, yeah. That, yeah. But it, it was sad because throughout the whole time he would he would go back and forth with how he felt about gay, being gay. Oh. About gay people. That's a shame. And he himself obviously was, but he would, during those periods of time when he wasn't well, he wasn't part of the, he, that. Yeah, he, he, would, he would be, he himself was gay and he would be, you know, shutting down gay people but then he'd flip backwards and i mean obviously there was some turmoil there which makes it me reminds really sad. his story reminds me of a lot of these old blues singers mm. who it's like they they would they were singing this wonderful music and then they would stop because it wasn't the, the, what god wanted them to do yeah they'd have to, it was like 
this huge change where if they would sing it all, it'd be some gospel song. Yep. There are countless of those guys yeah. did, who did that. It's like they, you couldn't, couldn't you kind of rectify this and, and right. do both? Be, be kind of a holy person you're, on you are, one side. You can and, be more than one thing you know, in your life. On. It doesn't have to be so black and white. Some of the blues songs they sang were outrageously yeah. sexual and, and. But we've know, talked about that before. About a all long sorts of things. time ago, you and I had a conversation about should you should you write off the entire genre of music if, if a few of the songs are written a certain way? Maybe you don't listen to that one that has some bad thing in it. Some, mm. some like, I'm talking about when we were, when you and I were grappling with this whole race, sexism, mm-hmm. this hard stuff with li- liking these old things that don't apply anymore. It's hard to find out your heroes maybe were super racists or something yeah. or have these other problems. But do you need to completely cancel them? Yeah. I think there's a way of, of enjoying this stuff or like, Finding out who you are without telling yourself you're a bad person. It's kind of something like he thought he was bad. these guys cancel themselves. Right, know? that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he, I think he was probably most comfortable when he was being very flamboyant, and that, for some reason, he had a voice telling him that was bad. Yeah. No one thought that, though. Everyone was okay well, with it. Well, religion can do whatever, yeah. you know, to a person. Yeah. And just yesterday, I was listening to some old blues songs. One of them was Tampa... Tampa Red, I think his name was. Let's get drunk and truck. <laughs> well, truck is not supposed to be truck. Yeah. So I mean, it would be hard. I, I liked the song. I was kind of amused by it. But I also been thinking if you're if you're calling yourself Reverend, yeah, whatever, whatever. Like right. a lot of them did. Reverend Gary Davis, Reverend yeah. this. Um, you're not going to sing "Let's Get Drunk and Truck." Yeah. And then, you know do your other things with your rosaries or whatever yeah you just, and you there is a disconnect there. yeah so they these guys saw that and felt it so much sure that they couldn't coexist but couldn't with you themselves. just not sing that song <laughs> right that's what i'm saying but their fans are probably saying come on we want to hear yeah. that song so i don't know yeah i don't know it's interesting it makes me sad to think that somebody even somebody who is at periods of this guy's life, he was so comfortable putting it all out there. Yeah. For, and it cha- probably allowed some people who also felt suppressed to come out and be like that. Be themselves. Not even come out as gay, but just come out as liking to wear makeup or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be. Who cares? Yeah. But he, but here again, he I'm not, I don't want to hammer away at this, but yeah. Tutti Frutti was, I, and other songs that he did, there was a lot of innuendo and yeah, a lot of stuff yeah. there that... That he probably didn't feel comfortable yeah. preaching and then singing that at the same time. True. But it's funny how many times he threw it over and went back to I it. Know. And, you know. Back and forth. I think that's the part that got to me. Because I don't think it would be as big of a deal. Lots of people. We just talked about Sinatra. How he yeah. was one way and then kind of switched over one time, though. <laughs> he just changed his mind. But this to, to, me, to me, this indicates some unrest that was never settled inside yeah. his heart. Yeah. You know? You just wish that somebody could, life, could just, you know? and who knows? Again, we are making a lot of assumptions here, so maybe he yes. was very content. Maybe he knew exactly what he was doing. Maybe during those periods of change, he was very secure <laughs> in those in those decisions. Yeah, who I really knows? Don't know. yeah. I like I like his music so much, though. It's so fun. Yeah. <sighs> he uh, has I, that song. Um, the girl can't help it. She just can't help it. Do you know that one? I, it's vague. Because and when you asked me. 
while back about good song lyrics. Maybe the thing that amuses me, maybe there's not like they're the most brilliant lyrics or anything, but some of the word choice for this rock and roll song. Well, that's what it's all about. Cracks me up. Okay. It's so funny. If she walks by, the men folks get engrossed. <laughs> you don't hear that word. If she winks an often. eye and uh, if she winks an eye and bread slices turn to toasts. Wow. So engrossed and toast. Yeah. And it's like imagine this is the power she's got over somebody. The bread <laughs> slices itself because she's so pretty. <laughs> um, she mem- mesmerizes every mother's son. If she smiles, then beefsteak becomes well done. Oh, God. <laughs> she makes Grandpa feel like 21. Oh, It's kind of like, he gets really, I mean. A the, lot of food references, yeah. which is funny by itself. I know. Oh, it's God. so funny and gross. I just think that's funny that he yeah, chose too. that term. Yeah. Uh, and then ultimately he wants to marry her. I hope someday that I can woo her the same way she woos me, oh, that kind of deal. Wow. It's a good song. Do you not know that one? I, it's not real familiar, no. It's good. I'll listen to it sometime. Yeah. I just was going to mention that I've seen a couple of um, movies. Mm. North by Northwest I watched. Yep. Recently, I've, I've been watching Turner Classic Movies, which for a long time I didn't have, but I've got a new c- cable package where I can watch that. Ooh. So I watched, I'm watching some of these movies that I've seen before, but boy, did I enjoy that. Mm. It's so, I just think Hitchcock's fun. This was the era of the 50s and into the 60s where he was doing some pretty fun mm-hmm. things. And with this one especially, a lot of the action takes place at the like the uh, United Nations building in New York, right? And then it shifts to Mount Rushmore. You know, he's it's like yeah. he, it's like he had this vision that he wanted yeah. to do a scene on Mount Rushmore, and he did it. Yeah, you know, it's just, just fascinating that I, didn't we did we talked about this one in the past, didn't we? Maybe I think I researched it for oh. our show once. Oh, maybe I don't a couple remember. Years ago. Maybe we did. Well, yeah. I just watched it the other day, and I don't have very much to say about it, other than I did did a little research afterwards. And Eva Marie Saint, uh-huh. who was the female lead in the thing, she is still alive. Wow! On the in the on the fourth of July, twenty twenty three, she will turn ninety nine, <laughs> and she's wow. still going strong. It's really kind of cool. That is to, super cool. To realize that. So wow. um, the movie itself, just kind of interesting how much fun it is and how many times you have to kind of suspend reality for yeah, a second. Yeah, right. You know, there's no... It's interesting no how Hitchcock... way of uh, doing it any other way. How know? he um, did these, I mean, it's like suspenseful, scary, he's got this, this, that kind of stuff. But there's always this kind of quirky side of every movie. He appeared in this one yeah. again oh, early really? on. He's getting off a bus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's he just, has a sense of humor that went along oh, with it. Yeah. It's so funny. A, a sexual sense of humor. Mm. The way the movie ends, this train goes into a tunnel. <laughs> There's references to these two, you know, getting married and doing more you know, <laughs> than what they're doing on the screen. It's just kind of interesting how he does that. Yeah. But there are times in the movie where she, where she grabs this thing out of the hands of James Mason this precious thing that they're all fighting over. Um, there's some microfilm inside it, and they're all wanting this for some spy reason. But she grabs it out of his hand and runs away. And she's not running real fast. I think she's probably got high heels on or whatever. <laughs> and these three big thugs are standing there, and Mason says, go get her. 
and they run, you know, there's no way she could have grabbed that out of his hands and gotten away from them the way she did. But it's kind of like necessary to the plot. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, let's accept that. And yeah. Let's, you know, let's right. see what happens next. And it's there are bunches of things happen huh. like that in the movie. It's like, well, huh. that wouldn't have happened, but right. it's, you know, it's necessary. And, you know, so it's just a lot of fun. <sighs> and then I watched another movie on Turner Classic Movies called okay. The Searchers. John Wayne, who I don't really like normally. But it, it was kind of written up as a real good one that mm. he did. Eh. Um, I watched the whole thing, but a couple times I thought, this is, I don't like this, I'm going to turn it off. But I just stuck with it and watched the whole darn thing. He, his, his sister's or his brother's family um, is attacked by Indians out on the high plains somewhere. Mm. And his little niece is captured by the tribe and is taken away and he's got to get her. I, I just think this is so poorly done when they do this in those old westerns. And this was supposed to be kind of a modern one, a color. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't an old black and white thing. It wasn't some silly thing from Tom Mix or Lone right. Ranger. Right. This was a good, I forget who the directed it, but a legitimate, legitimate yeah. yeah real good movie that was up for Oscars and all that kind of stuff. <sighs> there, I don't know how many times there was a scene where there were like six guys, John Wayne and five comrades, they were cornered up behind this cliff or whatever, and a zillion Indians come running in on horses, and these six guys are shooting, you know, and yelling things to each other. Oh, I got that one, you know. And, and the, the Indians are dropping Ugh. all over the place, you know, it's like so stupid. Yeah. I, I just hate that about these yeah. Western movies where how in the world would that have happened? One of them got hurt but not killed. Yeah. Got hit by something in the shoulder, you know. And and then the Indians all gallop off because they get, they, they were. They retreat. So much yeah. of their of their number has been reduced. Oh, it just, that's unacceptable. Yeah. I don't care how. We've talked about how things have changed right, right, and all that, yeah. but that's just poorly done. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Write that differently. You know, if, if it's a... That's pretty egregious. Yeah. As if it's a piece no of fiction, what... make it six against six or something, you know? Yeah. You don't have to have a hundred of these Indian fighters and six of these and white they guys. Yeah. That's stupid. And over and over. Ugh. So, ick. But... I want to gripe about this one song. Okay. Okay. I didn't expect to gripe about that movie. Um, I forgot that I watched that, but and it came up after I was talking about <laughs> North by Northwest. <laughs> but here's the song that I heard and okay. thought, whoa, remember this? Everybody liked this. It rose high on the chart. Um, friends of mine, I especially liked it. They liked this band. Some of the girls in my high school um we're really into bread. Oh, yes. Bread. <laughs> it's a bad name. What a name. <laughs> um, they did have some nice songs, I'll have to admit. Like what, again? Tell me. Um, Love I want to make around? it with you. What, who sings that one? Who sings Love is All Around? Is that somebody else? Well, that was written uh, by Sonny Curtis. Oh, I'm, all around. Wrong, maybe, I'm thinking of something else. That was, the, that was the theme to the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh. Love is All Around. Unless there's a different song. Um, Brad did If. Hmm. Um, that's another one. I'm not even going to talk about If, but I could. 
Um, what else did they do? Make it with you. I can't remember. They had a bunch of hits. The one I want to talk about is Baby, I'm a Want You. <laughs> do you know that song? No. Baby, I'm a Want You. Baby, I'm a Need You. Oh, why they had to add that? Oh, it, it's not just that. That's how it starts. Baby, I'm well, a want Even you. if you didn't have the uh, it wouldn't make any sense. Baby, I'm a want you. Baby, I'm a want you. It's Baby, good. I'm a need you. Um, you're the only one I care enough to hurt about. Maybe I'm a crazy. <sighs> but I just can't live without your loving and affection. You know, um... Lately, I'm a praying that you'll always be here staying in my heart. It must be. I can't remember. Um, staying beside me, I guess. And it goes on. Yeah. I know. Why? If you want to... It if, so, if, sounds like I'm going to want you. I'm going to... It's like slang. I'm going to need you. I'm going to want you. I'm going to... But it, they shorten it so much. It's I'm a... That's what it comes off to me as. Yeah, I don't think so, though. Baby, I'm going to want you. Baby, <laughs> I'm going to need think you. So. <laughs> that's a good thought, but that's not it. Why don't you think so? Baby, I'm going to want you. Baby, I'm going to need you. You're the only... I don't think Otherwise, so. if you just took the uh away, it would still be I'm need you. That doesn't make any sense. It's just supposed to be some kind of a playful, weird thing, and it caught on. I don't <sighs> know. Baby, I'm going to want you. And they, they add that uh... And then I think I'm not sure if this is purposeful, but there there are words like enough. There's has there's a uh in mm -hmm. front of it, you know. And there's um, emotion, emotion. So you've got that too. And there was another. What are you one. talking about? Read what? I don't get what you're Affection. saying. Affection. So so these words that have an uh okay. sound in front of them. So you've what got. What about them though? I'm uh want you, baby. I'm uh need you. Okay. A little bit later, your loving and affection, uh -huh. um, enough, emotion. So these there are words in the song that kind of have that Go same. With it. Yeah. I don't even get it. I don't. It, it just, makes me think of this debate, linguistic debate that happens all the time with people <laughs> complaining about the <laughs> slang finna. Have you heard yeah, of that? Yeah, I know finna. Sure, I taught kids. It makes me think that. a lot of that. It's it's like yeah, if you but break it down. These guys are as white bread I know, as you can that, get. That, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like that's probably what they were going for. Something like mm. that. Something very urban or something. And I don't <laughs> think so. I don't, I don't think so. But maybe. Oh. What else do you? How else you can you explain? Uh, I don't know. And then there's another bread song that I'm going to pick on now just okay. incidentally because this one it, it's it's really stupid to complain about it after 50 years <laughs> I don't know but there's that song If it starts with this <laughs> this, this, this kind of echoey guitar and then the words are something like if a picture paints a thousand words then why can't I paint you that's it a picture doesn't paint a thousand words it's just if you're gonna come up with a song called if the the examples that are in that song are stupid <laughs> everybody knows what they mean you know then why can't i paint you i love you so much or whatever but yeah. if every one of the if things they're, they're, the sky's the limit if this then that you know yeah come up with some better ones <laughs> if a 
picture paints a thousand words. If a face could launch a thousand ships, then where am I to go? You know, that doesn't... Stupid. Yeah, it's just (laughs) very unsatisfying. There's no one home but you. You're all that's left me to. (laughs) And when my love of life is running dry, you come and pour yourself on me. (laughs) You know, the thing is, you hear these songs, they're on the radio, they're played all the time. You just accept it. Yep. Remember back to what you were saying earlier, what's there when you're like, well, this is normal. And then later you're like, what the heck? Everything's scary later. Right? Well, I don't know. The song, by the way, that I got confused by was not the Sonny Sonny Bono one. Bono? Bono? Sonny Curtis. Curtis. Sonny Curtis. Oh, did you say Sonny Curtis? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard, misheard you. Um, it was the Trogs. Love was all around. Yeah, is that Sonny I Curtis? I feel it in my fingers. No, that's not. Oh, right, Curtis. that's what I'm thinking. Sonny Curtis, as you said, love is all around. I said. Oh yeah, love. Wait a minute. Love is all around me. I feel it. No, no, no. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my. Yeah. That one. Um, well, there was love is all around. Dun, 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 the theme to Mary Tyler Moore oh. show. Oh. Totally both different. Have that same ta- Interesting. Title. Yeah. Hmm. And I we're both we were both off because <laughs> I was talking about I thought that was bread and you I don't know. Sonny Bono got involved. I know. We're I doing a little merry-go-round here without right? even. We did. And perfect because we don't really have much time to do one anyway. So we did, a, we did an impromptu one on accident. Wow. Oh man, that's funny. Oh god. Well. Wow. Well, I'm glad you had a chance to get that out. Well, I heard the song the other day, and honestly. When I listen to a, a <laughs> like an oldies station and they play some of the songs, it's like, oh, I love yeah. this song, you know, um, incense and peppermint, mm-hmm. silly lyrics. Yep, I love the song. Why is that one? Um, <laughs> not have to go through the dad <laughs> grinder. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Yeah. Now the real question is, speaking of bread, how do you like this song? I like bread and butter. <laughs> I like toast and jam. Oh, that is something. <laughs> Now there again, I think that's that's a white band oh, yes, trying to do yes a, a black thing. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just seems like that's clear that you look at those people performing. Well, the guy like... singing in that high voice, he's got this little butch haircut. Yes, you know? yeah. it's very odd. It's very odd. <laughs> yeah, and he really emotes when I know. he sings that line. Oh. He likes bread and butter. <laughs> It's like, why do you have to repeat it right afterwards? <laughs> he just said it. <laughs> it makes yeah. you cringe. Yeah, but. <laughs> you should, I should go back through all these episodes and collect all the ones that you really don't like and then have you rate them. you got to give one of the songs a 10 of the ones you would just dislike. Why? Because it's you got to put them on a, which one's the worst, which one's the best of the worst. Oh. You had... Um, that heart song. Well, then I'll have one. Be, had... I'll give them a one, and the rest will be negative eight, negative nine. Oh gosh! Nine. Not gonna give one a ten. I still think I was right when I said that. Um... Thank you for reminding me about that, though. That heart song, yeah. Magic Man. Mm. Oh boy! But then that one, I, I there was one time when I had a gripe, and you didn't agree with me at first, and I think I got you on my side. I wonder what it, it was. was. It was um, <laughs> our house. Oh yeah. Blech. Yeah, I like that song. When it's I was a, a kid. very, very, very nice house. See, you're complaining Blech. about it now. See, right. I've you won. should complain more often. 
because you... <laughs> Most of the time, I just like them all. <laughs> you won me over. I don't think I ever win you over when I complain about something. I mean, some of the ones you've said have been pretty pretty bad. <laughs> that one you mentioned today, not so good. I just think the funny thing, the Gary Puckett thing is hilarious. Oh, and I did, did I set this, this straight? This girl is a did woman Did I set this now? straight? There's that, another one. That our, one of our longtime listeners, Liz said she has a bone to pick with you about that. Oh, she really no. likes that band, <laughs> by the way. So Sorry, Liz. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people like them. They they sold a lot of records. Yeah. I bought some of them. <laughs> <laughs> so They're still in the old collection. chose the same same pattern we've been talking about this whole time. <laughs> As you get older, you get more budgety. <laughs> things don't things you You're used to like. To more mellow. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Maybe there were some songs I hated as a kid I like now. Right. I'll have to think of them. But yeah, that's yeah. a good, good challenge. Well, so, until next time, thank you for okay. doing this again. Yep, that was fun. <laughs> See ya. Bye-bye.